Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. We are happy to have Kyle back yet again. Now that he's back and can finally just show up every week. I was like, back again. I was like, I, I belong here. I'm here. You do, but it's been a while. That's and I have to, you I have, have to nice regain cat. the trust, Kyle. Oh, I guess that's fair. I have a cat in my lap, and now I'm getting cat hair in my mouth. Welcome like back, everybody. He didn't a... even introduce himself, by the way. I that's never... your host, Jake. Do I am your I other never... host, Kyle. Do I really have to introduce myself at this point? You absolutely do. We have new new viewers every week. So happy to have you. Yes, thank hanging you. Hanging out with you us for and coming in hopefully and drinking in. some beverages with us. Unless you're sober, in which case, enjoy a nice glass of 2%. Your little cashew milk up in your life. I don't know. Gross. Um, cashew milk's delicious. What are you drinking this week, Kyle? Yeah, that's where I was going to go with that next. All right, so my first beer is the Rogue Brewing Jam Sesh. It is a strawberry blonde. It's very good, if I remember correctly. Uh, I am having a beer that Kyle has previously had on the podcast, which is the Jacko Latte. Since uh, Kyle drinking pumpkin beers reminded me that I still had some sitting around as well. I figured I should get those out of here. Yeah, gotta get the old ones out of the house. I don't know if I have to, per se, but I want to. We played video games the other night, and we were playing with our buddy Dane, which everybody that watches this or listens to this podcast knows Dane. Um, and I decided to have one of my other pumpkin beers that was just sitting around, and it was so not good. I don't even remember what, it, what the name of it was, but it was so bad. Yeah, I don't remember. I asked you what it was, and I don't. I had to really gag that fucking thing down. Yeah, we finished those drinks pretty quickly. That's true. Oh, man. So, Kyle, just a a few football topics since we, we, you know, have at least a couple more weeks to talking about football. How we feel about this new Washington team name? Dude, I love it. I fucking hate it. I love it. I think it's so, like, it sounds like a high school football team. Like, it sounds so, like... The Washington Dude, okay. Commanders. <clears throat> Think about it this way, though. A, the Washington football ne- team name sucked. It was classy, so it though. It was nice and clean. But that's the funny thing, right? Is if you remember the reaction, right? So, like, I woke up on Twitter this morning. I flipped through Twitter when I like right after I woke up just to do my wake-up thing. And I was like, oh, shit, they got a team name. Like, it's, that seems legit to me. Like, it doesn't seem bad at all. And then, of course, I, like, click on it, and I scroll down a little bit, and everyone was shitting on it. And I'm like, holy fuck, everybody hates this name? That really shocks me. But then I think about it, right? And you, if you go back to, if you, if you remember this at all, like the actual announcement of the Washington football team and how much everyone absolutely destroyed the organization for that. Everyone shit on the Washington football team name and said it was the stupidest fucking thing they ever heard. Everyone. And don't even try to say that you didn't because I'm sure you did too. I, everyone thought it was dumb. I didn't like it at first, but here's my reason for not liking it at first is I was just very much like, it felt like a cop-out. Like it felt just like a... At first, it seemed like, oh, they just, like, they couldn't make a decision, so they just picked this as it a placeholder. A it was. They did do that. But <laughs> the the longer it stayed around, like, it just seemed, like, it just sound it flows well off the tongue, just the Washington football team, WFT. I'm, I can't tell you the number of times over the next five years that I'm going to go to abbreviate Washington. I'm going to type WFT. I think yeah, each city should switch to they football are still the team. Washington football team. They, they should are the be football team that plays in Washington, so you can still call them WFT all the fuck. Chicago you football yes. team, Dallas football team. It's just cl- it's just clean, nice, easy abbreviations. Maybe you have a couple overlaps. My vote yeah. was they should have been the Patriots, the Washington Patriots, just cause <laughs> chaos and have two teams with the same name. 
Dude, happens I mean, in college. Think about, think about that, right? Like, if you think about, like, a team name, like, the first time the Patriots was probably announced, people were like, oh, my God. Like, it, people probably thought that was fucking stupid, too. Like, as soon as people get used to this name and, it, it, you know, you get you start using it regularly, people are going to be over it and they're going to be like, oh, that's fine. I promise you <clears> that I will never, like, I don't mind the uniforms. A lot of people were shitting on the uniform and I don't, I don't love them. They're not my favorite, but they're very just like, meh. I think the name's fine. I think the uniforms look good. I, I have no problem hate the name. Whatever. There's so many things that sounded better. You could have done Washington Generals. Sounds way better. And that sounds just as high school as fucking... The Generals sounds a million times better than Commander. I don't know. It's it's such it's unnecessarily long. Like Generals every, isn't going to be that much different. <laughs> Generals is it's rolls better off the tongue than Commander. I don't think so. Plus, think, think about fine, it. Dude. You could abbreviate Washington. The Washington Generals is WAG. That's cool. <laughs> whack. It's whack. It's sound. It's it's the abbreviation is the fucking. It's the way I feel about it. It's just whack. The abbreviation isn't whack. It's WC. That's even worse. Two letter abbreviations suck. New Orleans, I purposely, I do. Dallas N- DC. Dallas gets abbreviated DAL. Chicago Bears CB. It, it gets you abbreviated just adding CHI. Another letter because you feel Green like it. no Green Bay is just GB. It's dumb. New Orleans is NO. It's dumb. That's how these teams have always abbreviated themselves. GBP is technically Green Bay Packers. But you nobody does. I mean? like, nobody. Take, I get what you're yeah, saying, but, but nobody of, does that. Of, like societal creation you know that if you actually the abbreviation itself is not three letters for most but it's so dumb it's so i don't know i don't like I don't it i think people are making up reasons to hate it just because they want to hate and i think it's fine i heard i would be interested things... to hear what washington fans think like the as a non-washington pe- fan i don't give uh, frankly i don't give a fuck i'm not the gonna pay that much attention to the washington players, that i know that are washington te- fans even right now i just want to say washington football team it just flows at this point um you don't like it it tastes like chapstick I didn't get. That. I don't. It's been a long time since I've had it. I don't remember getting that. I vibe, just put but... chapstick on, so I might just be mixing beer flavor with yeah, chapstick. Yeah, I, I think that's like forty. But it tastes of it, like chapstick to me. Well, it was like we were we were at this um, this winery that we frequent pretty pretty consistently. I saw um, they closed down, and we had one of their bottles of white sangria. And one of the people that was there was commenting that it felt like they were drinking lemon pledge. The rest of us were like, we don't get it, but sometimes some people just have that like. That's how I feel when I eat cilantro. That trigger, yeah. Well, you have that. That's a just gene. like lemon pledge. That's a. That's but like it's actual, a very like, distinguishable gene. soap taste. Yeah, it's not like any dish soap. It is lemon pledge. Yeah, I mean, that just kind of happens. It's not for everybody, and not everything is for everybody. But the other, I'm a Cowboys fan too, and I also hate Washington, but I still don't think the name's bad. But I'm not a fan, so I don't have to wear like a fucking commander's jersey, bro. I'm not, I'm like, I don't yeah. have to do that. So I don't but care. Even just saying that, commander's jersey, it's just. I think it sounds fine. It sounds so childish. People like, just make it up reasons to hate. I No, I was hoping they would pick a good name. And then I heard it, I, it like leaked that it was commander's, and I was like, this is stupid. Hmm. I don't think so. It's not like this is even fresh to me. Like, we've kind of known that this was going to be the name for the past few weeks now, at least a couple, at least a week, and it's just dumb. Um, Speaking of wineries, though, just to make Jake jealous, I'm, I decided to wear my brand new The Meeting Room shirt I'm because so we were just there, and I should have gotten Jake a t-shirt, but I didn't have cell phone signal to hear that he wanted one, so I didn't. No, well, he, he knows to now. Room, even though they're never going to see this. You know now, if you ever go back. I'm, which, I will probably go back at least once before. Perfect. Um, 
it's great, and I want another shirt from there because mine has just these random black smudges on it, and I don't know where That's they came weird. from. Like literally, we had took it out of the washer, didn't wash it with any black clothes or anything like that, and it's just like five little like random black smudges on the front. Dude, speaking of, I don't know if like this is doesn't fucking matter to anybody that's listening to this i'm sure but uh in our washer i have like one pair of black pants and i i love mm. the pants they're very very comfortable but every time i wash them i don't know if it's our fabric software or just in our washer but every time i wash them they come out with like these white streaks all over them yep and it looks like i either spilled something all over me or like just fucking have nut all over my pants i don't know it's just disgusting and like it's, i have to sit there with a rag and it's wipe the fabric off all these softener. marks it's i guarantee awful. if you wash it without the fabric softener in it but it's we just don't even, one pair of pants do we don't even else. use fabric softener anymore I never used fabric softener in my entire life until I met Carly. Like I used dryer sheets and detergent and that was it. We used it growing up and then my aunts actually told me that if you're trying to get stains out of clothes, that fabric softener actually like helps the stains set in or something like that or just makes, it like doesn't make the stains come out. And so I stopped using it for that purpose. Not that I get stains a lot, but um, Uncle Kyle says there's probably some laundry detergent built up in your machine could be too but it's only one pair of pants yeah it like doesn't happen to any other clothes in the same load so but could be um in other nfl news they're getting sued how you saw that i actually i have seen all the news about this on twitter like just like headlines but i I really have no idea what this is about so you're gonna have to fill me in and then okay so brian flores who is the head coach of the miami dolphins was fired um Many people around the league speculated it was because he didn't get along with the owner. Um, That's very much come to be the case. But basically, um, he got a text from Bill Belichick that was like congratulating him on getting the Giants head coaching job three days before he interviewed. And then in Belichick's text, there was a little note that said, like, I've heard from Buffalo and New York that you're their guy. And he was like, wait a second. Do you know that Buffalo say that? Yeah, because they were hiring Brian Dabble, and so he was like, "Wait, are you talking to Brian Dabble or are you talking to Brian Flores?" And he was like, "I fucked this up. I read the text wrong." Blah blah blah. No, and then and Flores is supposed to interview three days later, like hasn't with 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 New New York, York. like hasn't actually interviewed yet. So he basically is using that as a basis of a lawsuit, saying they made the decision before the interview. That they broke the, yeah, basically that they broke the, the league's Rooney rule, but there's that they're also just that there's systematic racism when it comes to hiring head coaches in football, which is why the Rooney rule was put into place anyway. Just so they're we, saying like they were literally only going to give him the interview to because, say that they had interviewed a black guy. Yeah, pretty much. But they were never intent. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up if that's true. Agreed. Um, and they, he, he's also claiming that a similar situation happened to him in 2019 when he was hired by Miami when he interviewed with. The Broncos, um, so the Broncos, the Broncos, Giants, and Miami are the only three teams that are specifically named in the lawsuit. Um, the rest is just kind of the league as an entity. Um, Why is he, he suing Miami? For the same reason, but he's just saying like he was discriminated in the firing of? Sort of. Okay. Um, so he's claiming that the Broncos did something similar where um, John Elway and someone else showed up to the interview just like super hungover and disheveled and it was like a short interview didn't give a shit about it like he wasn't given a fair chance like he was hired again to kind of just or like interview just kind of fulfilled the rooney rule and then in 2019 when he was hired by miami um not only did the miami head coach uh, allegedly try and tamper with brady um prior to being able to um 
um, not only did he allege that uh, he was tampering with Tom Brady, um, he also alleged that the Dolphins owner offered him $100,000 per game to lose them. I saw that. I saw all that drama on Twitter, which is... But, okay, so even if that's true, that's fucked up from the organization standpoint, but that doesn't have anything to do with him as a, like a, a, a coaching candidate. They're just saying, like, hey, throw this shit so we get a pick, right? I mean, that's, that's yes. just a fucked up thing as an organization. But he didn't do it. He right, obviously. When the Brady did really thing, well. When the Brady thing happened, he left. Like, he didn't talk to Tom Brady. He, he was on the, the owner's yacht. He left. And he's basically claimed that ever since then, he's been walking on thin ice, basically, in Miami. And then when he didn't make the playoffs this year, that like they basically just fired him because he didn't do what they told him to, which was illegal, by the way. You can't pay somebody to lose. Yeah. That is against the rules. That's Have a you federal ever seen the longest yard. Yeah, <laughs> it is literally illegal. Um, so yeah, so there's a whole lot. I think he's got a really good case. The NFL literally spent longer trying to figure out if Tom Brady deflated a football before making a statement than they did against Brian Flores, Brian Flores's lawsuit. So I think he's got a really good case. And I think he's probably never going to coach in the NFL again because he's because of this lawsuit. He's, yeah. he's going to get blackballed. Um, unfortunately, I he's Kaepernick I 2.0. Yeah, basically, I, I think he's still I thought he was a great head coach. I think, you know, he was fighting an uphill battle, clearly. Um, and I think he should at least have the opportunity to be in the NFL again. Like we see plenty of guys yeah. who Dude, that, suck at their jobs and keep getting offers. I like, loved watching Miami when I was gone for a while. I had a lot of fun watching the, their games because yeah. they, they turned that over, like especially, you know, the second half of the season was was incredible. And they were playing really fucking well. Um, and obviously that has to do something with the coaching staff, so. Yeah. And, but it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I guess it will. Yeah, so. We'll Honestly, see. best of luck for him. Like you said, I think he d- deserves a career um, or at least, you know, a chance at a fair interview to try to go into an organization and compete with his, you know, the other the candidates. So, fuck yeah, I hope it works out for him because that sucks. I do, too. And then the last you thing would we think could... we would have learned something from the Kaepernick. Times. One would think one would think maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, um, the last thing we could talk about is we could talk about the Super Bowl, but we could also talk about that next week if you want. Uh, we can talk about it leading up, obviously right now we're we might have a different opinion than what we have next week we can at least talk about what happened in the the last game because that just happened so we haven't talked yeah about that. i mean uh uh it was incredible it yeah. was a, an incredible week for football I, I i'm having a hard time like really putting it into words because it was just it's, both of the games were great it was funny because i almost didn't watch either game and i had talked to you about that yeah you i, I asked you the night out. before and yeah. i was like what are you doing for the games tomorrow i was like i'm just gonna hang out in discord and watch them like, if you want to hang out, and you're like, oh, I probably won't even watch them. I wasn't going and to. Text- I, I had turned it on in the background. Like, I wasn't, I truly was not going to watch. I had just turned it on for, like, something to listen to. I think I was doing homework or whatever the fuck I was doing. I don't know. But then I, like, started to watch it. I was like, holy shit, this game's incredible. And I, I got sucked right in. So I ended yeah. up watching both games. Um, I predicted both games correctly. Um, that was cool. I thought, I bet Cincinnati. I bet Los Angeles. So that was. You actually bet? Yeah. Oh, nice. I threw like ten bucks on each of them. It was just I had money. I had money left in my Fanduel account, and sure. I was just yeah. like, "Let's just throw some bets out there." I'm pretty sure I drained all my accounts. Um, I got like twelve bucks left in it. It's it's more than that, but it's it wasn't a lot. It was enough to throw ten bucks down and then like bet a handful of props. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Cincinnati uh, and Kansas City went to overtime, and then Cincinnati pulled it out, which was really great to see. Um, not that I don't love Patrick Mahomes and what they do down there, um, but it's it's always nice when a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in 30 years, the first time they make it back to the playoffs, yeah, they're always in the Super Bowl. Plus, and it, I know a lot of people s- want to see Stafford get a ring, but God, I think it would be incredible to see Joe Burrow get a win here too, just for the I- organization as well. I did see the twenty dollar parlay that that won almost six hundred thousand. Yeah. There was also a person who it may be the same one. I can't remember. There was also a person who parlayed the exact scores of the game. That may be the one Damn. that you're talking about. But if you parlayed those two <clears throat> games and got them both right, it was a, it was a pretty big win too. Um, huh. I guess that yeah. makes sense because it was both underdogs. Well, no, they weren't. It was one underdog, and then I, yeah. I would imagine the Rams were favored to win. But yeah. Um, and then, you know, Los Angeles beat San Francisco. I don't think that one was really a surprise. If you watch the game, though, San Francisco had plenty of shots to win the game. You have the yeah, tart, tart dropped in interception. Jimmy G just decided to play like Jimmy G and just fucking suck. Hear me out. I think the Steelers should get him. I don't disagree with you. I'm I think actually, the Steelers should go get Jimmy G. In one of my Twitter group chats, uh, we were talking about that. Somebody brought up uh, a trade that was involving Chase Claypool. And I said, I'm still in on Claypool. Um, and they, I was like, even if they get, you know, like whoever they get at quarterbacks, probably better than what Ben Roethlisberger could do because he can barely throw the ball like 40 yards anymore. And yep. somebody was like, Jimmy G doesn't throw the ball deep. And I'm like, huh, joke's on you. Fourth highest average air yards per attempt. Just Jimmy saying. G is a great, I, so it's kind of like a Romo situation in my opinion, right? Where he's, he's probably not going to get you to the Super Bowl. Right, like you're not gonna. Yeah. Jimmy G's probably not gonna take you to the Super Bowl, except for he did once, I guess. But he's probably not gonna do it again. So he's he's just not that good. But I think he'd be a great mentor for another guy that they draft. So like, draft a new quarterback, somebody that you think is gonna have future promise. Maybe you're not gonna get the 101 that's the most ready to step onto the field immediately, but you can get yeah. some dude that can sit behind Jimmy G for a year, maybe two years in Pittsburgh, and then he can take over the starting job. Yeah, I think if you put like a if you put like a Carson Strong, Kenny Pickett behind Jimmy G for a year and like let him like learn the offense a little bit, you yeah. know, I'm I'm an advocate for throwing players right to the flames, but also with this quarterback class, the only quarterback that I think can like confidently walk into an NFL field right now and, and start is Sam Howell. Um, we can talk about all of that later on in the offseason, yeah. but um, if you throw like one of those quarterbacks behind Jimmy, I don't think I think you could do a lot worse. Um, but yeah, Jim, Jimmy is he's he's not going to win you games, but more often than not, he's not going to lose them for you. Right. This one he kind of lost for him, but that's a different story. Um, that that game could have gone either way though. Um, as as it was playing out, I thought beforehand I thought Los Angeles was going to walk him, but I think Kyle yeah. Shanahan just knows McVay too well. And I think McVay yeah. knows that Shanahan knows him too well and changes up what he does to try and yeah. trick Shanahan out. But Shanahan pre-predicted that he was going to yeah. switch shit up. Like it's just some yeah. weird, like weird flutter it is there. A weird matchup. I at this moment I do I would rather Stafford get a ring than Burrow, and my reason for that is simply that Stafford has been so good for so long and has never had a shot. Whereas Joe Burrow is like in his second season, like yeah. He's a rookie. He's got an elite offense built around him. Get a couple offensive linemen and a better tight end. Not that CJ Zoma is bad, but you could it could be better. I mean, it's funny too because you say an elite offense, but really the offense itself hasn't really changed that much from last year, with the exception of Chase. Uh, you healthy Joe Mixon, T Higgins. You know, see, get just another year of seasoning under your belt. Like you're going to be better. Yeah. 
It's and just, I'd argue that T Higgins is the actual wide receiver one in that offense. Like he gets the volume. He gets most of the looks. Jamar Chase talent wise is the one, but I think like I hate? the offense runs through Higgins. <clears throat> the thing that I hate is that I think that the, the offensive weapons of Cincinnati are so comparable to Dallas, but Cincinnati is just what Dallas wants to be. They just aren't getting the pieces to fit together the way that they yeah. should. And it, I hate it. I hate watching Cincinnati thinking that because I'm just like, God damn it, that could be us. It's Dak. But, I love Dak, but Dak is Dak. This year's Dak was not great. It was it was very it was very why, good. Though. I think he's still. I think he was having a hard time trusting his ankle, and I, I still think the injury is lingering. I think next year Dak is a potential to be a top five quarterback. I think like yeah, that was the hard thing to watch is that you know Dak is better than he was playing. And it yeah. always just felt like it was a confidence thing, whether it be like just personal confidence or confidence in the injury or whatever, like you said. If you but watch just, his mechanics, like his, he just wasn't coming off of his backside on throws. Like he just wasn't exploding into his throws, which when you when you throw more upper and more arm, that tends you to, you know, we saw Dak like spraying the ball over the field at times. And that's what, you know, can kind of lead to that. And the games where you could tell he was feeling good and feeling confident, like he was stepping into his throws. Everything was on target. Like, the, uh, was it the Washington game where they just absolutely dog walked him? Like he was, was just ex- he was exploding through his turns, like he was exploding into his throws. Which it's like the, uh, Commanders game actually. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> I said Washington. I kept it nice and basic. Like yeah, I think Dak next year can be a lot better. Um, yeah, but we'll to get not to get back to the original topic at hand. Yeah, sorry. Cincinnati, <laughs> Los Angeles. This very moment, I think Los Angeles wins it. Like you said, we'll talk about it again next week, and that'll probably change. Yeah, either way, it was fun to watch. Uh, we can talk about one more thing really quick before we move on because we're going to have to yeah. move on. But I am interested in, because you tweeted about it, I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, the Mahomes, people trashing on Mahomes' family. Here's my argument. your opinion about this, yeah. Yes, they put themselves into the spotlight. Yes, I think it's fair to critique some of the things that they have done. But just when there's shit, like when people are taking the TikToks of like, they're out to dinner and like, they're like the Brittany and Jackson are like filming a TikTok and Patrick's just sitting there and like, has like a disdained look on his face. And they're like, look, even Patrick hates him. Like, I think that's shit. Like that's corny. Or when your analysis of like the game is like, I hope the chiefs lose. So we don't have to see Jackson and Brittany anymore. Like, I think that's fucking lame. Like that's just it's stupid like yes i get they're making content quote unquote they're putting themselves in the spotlight and like they can probably handle the criticism just fine but i just think that's yeah, like true. just making fun of them is just it's corny like so especially when you're really claiming much about the wife but when you're his when brother you're, has done some stuff that's like pretty fucking ridiculous they both have like i mean his wife like threw a drink at somebody when they lost a game and then after they won a game he, she was like spraying champagne everywhere guess what everybody who was getting champagne sprayed on them looked like they were having the fucking time of their lives because they were cheese fans who just won the fucking game and it was after the bills game like yeah they didn't care what happened at that point Which and then like yes the brother's done some fucked up things the sean taylor thing was fucked up even though admittedly what was like the shit i gotta i gotta remember what the one of the biggest ones that really annoyed me was there was the was bar like, he was like on the sideline in like a roped off area yeah that's the sean taylor thing yeah when it was reserved for like a memorial and he was like dancing or whatever in there or like a rem- i can't remember if it, was it was yeah it was it was thing or whatever yeah it was the sean taylor <clears throat> memorial so they had like sprayed his number into the field but that was also like where the team put the vips like 
yes, it was like not thinking that you're dancing yeah. on somebody's memorial, but also like you, you like, know he films, bad, dude. you know that's he films like, TikToks before games, you and can just you put know him that all there. He has absolutely no ability to like assess his surroundings. If oh, you 100%. hundred percent. You know and like, mean? but like, like that stuff, I think it's fair to criticize all of that. But when yeah. you're pulling, making fun of them into shit that has nothing to do with them like when you're especially when you're like on the side of twitter that i'm on i'm following fantasy football accounts football accounts like you you probably see a lot more of this shit talk yeah when you when you're like accounts that are meant to be like football analysis accounts and yeah you have fun every once in a while but like you're a football analysis account your football analysis is i hope they lose because i hate patrick mahomes wife and brother like that's just fucking corny yeah, that is pretty bad. That's like the people who bring up like the Aaron Rodgers family drama. Like, have your opinions about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I have plenty of mine. Yeah. Like, yeah. who? Yes, he doesn't get along with his family. For all you know, that's for a really good reason for him. That is a weird one for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't. I was just wanted. I was curious because I saw you tweet about it, and I thought about responding to you and just like going farther into it. But I was like, I'll just save it for the podcast. So yeah, weird. and like I went into it with a couple different people. I had a couple really good conversations and a couple conversations went to shit real quick. Yeah. Um, depends on how you come at me. I come right back. Um, <laughs> Truly, like, I don't know that much about either person. I just, that's the one that always sticks out in my mind is that memorial thing uh, yeah. on the sideline. And I was like, oh, no, man, Jackson's way bad. worse. Like Jackson is that. Bad. He tried to trash a bar that was like a small business and they Did basically he a fight when they lost a game two or something like that. I think I heard a rumor about that. Or like I think like, he, th- I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. But yeah, like I agree with Brian though, too, in the, yeah. in the comments down there. I think the, uh, like from a champagne perspective, bro, like, if you're even sober there watching them win that game against the Bills, yeah, man, let's like, be you're real. already wrong. So Not one be... <laughs> person getting champagne sprayed on them wasn't partaking in fucking $9 Bud Lights at the stadium. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on. Right? Yeah. Let's be real here. For sure. All right, yeah. man. That's all I had to say. I was just curious what your thoughts were on that. So, Is it my week to go first? Uh, Yeah, it is. Ah, oh, damn. It's kind of fucked up. I actually ended up, like I told Jake ahead of the podcast, that I didn't really know what I was going to talk about today, and I ended up with a few... Well, Almost you go four things to talk about. You go no, first. No, fuck then. you, man. Oh, Actually, on. I do have a thing that I'll transition so that you can have a time, some time to think. Appreciate it. I already finished my first beer. So, second beer is Harbottle Brewing Company, mm-hmm. easygoing. What's the it rating? Kolsch style ale. Uh, my first one, I'm going to give a 5.0. It was very middle of the road. After I got rid of the chapstick taste, it tasted better, but it was still kind of just boring. It was fine, I guess. Uh, it's supposed to be strawberry flavored, and it really wasn't, in my opinion. Hmm. Happens. Anyway, this is a cold style, y'all. I like the caption on it. It says, drink responsibly, don't be a douche, and don't drink and drive. I love that. But there she goes. It's a nice, nice looking can, too. It is a nice looking can. You'd be surprised. A lot of the, and I, I'm assuming this is this is an Arizona local, because most of the ones that I find at Total yeah. Wine here are Arizona locals. Usually. Usually the crafts that we drink. And oh, this is a Tucson local, Avon. That's oh, nice. Anyway, the ones that they do, um, the labels are usually pretty cool. They do a pretty good job with whoever does the label art here. <laughs> that's a great callback to our listeners who don't watch us live one what are you doing i mean to be fair i still haven't uploaded last week's episode because i forgot God, that that's a thing that i have to do um kids I, these days i didn't do podcasts for two months kyle um and the ones that i did i didn't upload either because i was like eh, they don't fit the oh, theme I'm doing a terrible pour but for our listeners brian in our comments commented and said just to be clear i am not brian dabble so it's a nice little callback, nice humorous callback there. Um, one thing that I do want to mention, 
I, we we forgot to rate our beers at the end of last week's episode. We or did. Two week, did I text you? I don't remember ago. if I texted you and told you the rating or not. No, you didn't. You were just uh, you were just like sucks or something when I said we I forgot to rate it. it Mine like, is not significant. Apparently. Was a nine point six. It is my highest rated beer on here, and I think it may be my new like go to if I want it like a dessert stout. It may be my new go to dessert stout. Because it was speaking of, good. I was kind of sad because I realized I have a dessert stout in my fridge, and I was like, "Oh man, I really want to drink that," but I didn't have anything to like match it with for another beer. Yeah. So I didn't want to drink like one dessert stout and one like golden. I'll yeah. have it next week or something. I don't know. We gotta yeah. find you uh, like a bunch of stouts in your area. Like I've done a ones. lot of stouts locally. It's been a while though. We can go back to stouts now. It's also winter-ish time. Yeah. So it's like stouts back- are stouts are good in the winter. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just feel like I, we have so many bottle shops around here that we get so many breweries from all over the place. Like, I yeah. feel like Arizona has to have that. I could honestly just go get some, like, go to the breweries themselves and pick shit up, too, if I yeah. really wanted to. But also an option. Because um, they're all over the place. I haven't finished mine yet, but I'm pretty confident in giving a rating. It's like a 6-1. It's not bad. It's just not, it's not my favorite. Yeah. I'll drink it again. Don't get me wrong. But I also, I also think that I've had this a little too long. Um... I also don't have a like an actual beer fridge, so I have to keep them in the fridge, and I feel like that does change the flavor of some of them because they get too cold. Because you're supposed to keep a lot of stouts at like cellar temperature, like that like fifty to sixty degree range. And how many people actually do that? Yeah, but the stouts that I do keep in our wine fridge, like I have like some crawlers and stuff like that that I'll eventually have to break into, um, and some like liter bottles. Um, they always taste so much better, and maybe it's because they're already just nicer beers. But probably, yeah. Um, hey, while you're introducing your next beer, I want you to talk about um, what you think about the new uh, Bears coaching and management staff. I can talk about that. I think it's great. I think they did. They went the Bears way, right, with hiring a defensive-minded head coach. But they actually, the the new general manager, first off, is probably the best hire that we could have made because he's the only general manager that I have seen who basically walked into the room and everybody's opinion didn't fucking matter anymore. Like he basically told leadership was like, Hey, we really like Dan Quinn and we really like uh, Jim Caldwell. And he was like, that's cool. I don't fucking care. I'm going to go interview Ibraflus again. And he got hired. Like he (laughs) gave the other guys a shot, but he wasn't like, he truly like knew what he wanted and got it and this was the first time too that george mccaskey has been involved not that i think he should be more involved but it was truly the first time where he like he went to the airport to pick the guy up like that's how we all knew he was getting hired like owners don't do that shit they have more important shit to do like he like actually made it a point to get this guy involved hired him and told him do whatever you have to do yeah and so from there you know hired Eberflus, great hire there um, when it comes to like a lot of the position coaches, I think we got some good snags. So like uh, he, Eberflus brought a lot of guys over from the Colts with him, which you can't argue with Colts defense over the past couple of years. Definitely Their offense was good too. Honestly, yeah. Wentz is what he can be, but the offense itself was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Luke Getze, who was the quarterback coach uh, for Green Bay, we hired him. He was a hot candidate around the league, um, both prior to taking the quarterback coach job in Green Bay, because who wouldn't want to work with Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years if you're trying to learn how to run an offense. Um, so he was a really hot candidate too. The position coach hires have all been great, but what I love, uh, Eberflus came out and said, he's like, I'm not calling defensive plays. He's like, my job as head coach is to be a head coach. The offensive coordinators, the defensive coordinators, they can call the plays. That is what they are here for. And it's so refreshing because for years we just 
thought Matt Nagy was, we knew Matt Nagy was calling plays, but he would never just straight up say, yeah, I'm calling the offense and probably I'm calling the defense too. Like you, it's a, it's a head coach who comes out and says what he means. He's not fucking hiding. He's not saying shit. Like we're trying to find the why. Iberflus was like, I'm going to show you the why. Like, yeah, he was like, it's just such a, it's such a change. It's such a culture change. Even Matt Nagy the fucking blows. So anything should be an increase from there. But I, I do, I, I hope the best for you guys. Cause I think the bears organization, uh, or the bears have the pieces to make a really dominant organization. They just needed yeah. the coaching staff to make it happen. So I'll be excited to see what they do in the next year. I definitely am. I was excited for all of you Bears fans when they just drafted Justin Fields, and I was excited, you know, for the organization. And then you saw the season that they had, and it was just so sad. It was just really fucking hard to watch. I fucking knew it was coming too, though. Like Matt Nagy being around. Like there's talks today about Matt Nagy potentially taking over as the offensive coordinator in Detroit. Like imagine, like I don't like Anthony Lynn, right? I don't think he's a great coach, but he's not a he's not the worst offensive coordinator you could have by any means like i feel fucking bad for the people in detroit too because they yeah they they are actually trying really fucking hard and it's just so sad yeah like if you hire matt Nagy after the shit that you've watched for four years like i get he's probably gonna get a coordinator role somewhere but like maybe wait a year i don't know Um, to be honest i'm not gonna lie and this is my last thing i'll say and i could be really do need to move on from the nfl but uh kellen moore i was a little disappointed in his play calling in the playoffs uh yeah. it through the regular season it was fine didn't love it in the playoffs so i really hope that gets fixed but i wouldn't have like been really sad to see him get a job in fact i would have been happy for him to get a head coaching job but also like kind of happy that like we could try something else in the offense yeah that being said don't fucking take my dan quinn he's, Stay the he's fuck signed he signed some multi-year extension i think it's most likely that quinn takes over whenever McCarthy's done and then more goes somewhere else. Cause Quinn will want his own staff. Yeah. Like Quinn, Dan- Quinn was the guy that I wanted. If we didn't get Eberflus Quinn was like the, they were talking about what Quinn's staff was going to be. And like around the league, everybody was like, this shit's like, that's a scary good team of coordinators and coaches that he was putting together. Like there may not be a more respected man in football than Dan Quinn when it comes to like building a team. And he honestly, like, he, the the thing that gives me some reassurance is he seems like he's adamant about sticking with the Dallas organization, which is awesome for us. Oh, yeah. And I'm happy to have him. And so I, I really hope that sticks true because, you know, who knows if somebody's going to come along and give him the right offer and he'll leave. But I would rather see Colin Moore go, personally. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I think, like... Of the two. Again, I'm starting to... My, my mentality starting to flip on that. I'm starting to think, like... Head coach really should be le- like just focus on the team and less focus on like a specific side of the ball. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're gonna hire a defensive minded coach or an offensive minded coach, but sure. I mean, that's because th- that's the experience they come from. Yeah, so I think if you give more a few more years of seasoning, especially with Dan Quinn being there, like I think he could turn into a really good head coaching candidate, and I think he's still probably a top candidate comparatively. But I think he is a good coordinator. I think he's young. And I think he tried some things that he maybe shouldn't have tried in the playoffs. But I do think he's creative and he has, you know, the mind to make it an offense function. It's just, fuck, I didn't like the playoffs. I never do, yeah. but I really didn't fucking like it this year because we, we should have won. Dude, yeah. the thing that bothers me the most, and it's funny too because I follow Micah Parsons on Twitter. And he was tweeting some shit out about like the final seconds of, I think it was the Chiefs game. And he's like, oh man, look at this. What are they doing calling that in the final seconds of the game? And I was like, God, everything in me really wants to tweet back at Micah Parsons and be like, dude, 
nobody in the Dallas offense or defense or entire organization can tweet about the final seconds of a game right now. Yeah, well. you, you can't. Because you fucking let Dak Prescott run a sneak on the final play of the fucking game with like 14 seconds on the clock. So yeah. you really can't fucking talk. You know what I mean? And uh, But obviously I would never actually do that. And I respect the organization. And I really fucking like Michael Parsons. So I don't want that man to hate me when I like that team. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm just like, holy crap, man. Like, it was just bad decision making. So I don't know. It was yeah. whatever. But either way, I hope for the best. And I really want Dan Quinn to stay. Please. All right. To be able to stall for like a little bit longer, pajamas. I'll introduce my second beer, pajamas. which is Flannel Pajamas, which is an oatmeal stout. Um, oh, I love oatmeal stouts. My favorite. Bagel, Beg, Beguile <laughs> Brewing Company. B E G Y L E. You guys can figure out how that's pronounced. Um, it's Eagle. apparently a oatmeal stout featuring the flavor notes of fudge, coffee, and caramel. Man, you do have the source on fucking dessert stouts and they always do sound really good the sad thing is is when you get those descriptions on the can or whatever and then you crack it and take a sip and you're like that doesn't taste like any see like shit. i know this one isn't gonna taste like super like a lot of those because it says like notes as opposed to like this is brewed with right but yeah i have a lot of breweries i can probably like i'm saying i, I can probably do a little research finding a nice little bottle shop to go to find yeah. a bunch of dessert stouts if you're but, still stalling for something to talk about by the way you can uh let us know about the updates on the room behind you because your background has changed significantly. Yes, it has changed significantly. So that's Jake bought of, a house for anybody yes, that wasn't here. For, for those who weren't here, I bought a house. Which is a lot of people because Jake didn't post the fucking episode. So. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> thanks for the applause. Um, but yeah, so the room is like slowly coming together. The weight set. So my plan is to just, we have a one car garage. It's like a one and a half car. Um, my plan is to just kind of turn that into a gym. But right now, um, I live in Illinois in case anybody right now it's like the end of a snowstorm uh for the entire month of january it's been like negative degrees outside so i'm not working out my garage i have a space heater i'm not trying to use it because it doesn't help that much when it's that yeah. cold um so my weight set got moved in here um and then like i have a shelf behind here now but ultimately it's going to look even different than this because my plan for this room is um, I have a closet in this room. This was a bedroom that's going to be my office. I really don't have a purpose for this closet. At my old place, Jess had one closet. I had the closet that was in my office. But the closet in our in our our master is big enough to kind of fit everything that we both need. Um, so I'm going to turn that closet into where my desk and gaming setup is. Um, so I was telling Kyle about this. And this is actually gonna, this actually turned into a really good topic for me to talk about. So thank you, Kyle. Um, but what I'm gonna do is I'm probably gonna get like a butcher's block cut to size for the closet, floating mount it in the closet, and then be able to hide everything in there. Um, and then the closet has like folding doors. Um, I'm probably gonna get rid of that and I'm gonna install a, like a sliding barn door so I can just slide it open when I wanna use it. And then this is also gonna, we're gonna put like a couch in here. I've got a TV mounted over there and this is where like all of our bar stuff is. like. I've got a bar cart, like all of my fancy glasses, mixing stuff, mixers, liquor is all over there. And there's a TV mounted in there. So this is probably gonna be like my hangout room when I have friends come over. Um, so I can hide the stuff when I want to or have it out. Um, but yeah, that's like the main updates. And then just generally speaking, like we've moved more stuff into the house. Like we've been feeling better and I'm not hurt anymore. I was still struggling uh, from the move uh, after the last episode, but I'm doing better now. I'm able to work out again, which has been great. Um, we haven't talked about a single topic yet, and we're almost halfway through the episode. Do we have so yeah. much stuff still that we're catching up on from the time that we missed over these podcasts? But 
this leads into a really good topic, which Kyle, what would your ideal desk and gaming room setup be? So if you have, say you have a, a 10 by 10 room, how would you set that up effectively, like in your most ideal way? So I always forget where, like who sends me what, and I think Carly sent me this, so I'll give her the credit for this, but um, I think she sent it to me on Instagram or something like that, but there's a screenshot and it was actually pretty kind of, pretty cool how they, how they had set it up. But there was essentially like a multi-purpose room, right? Or a game room, kind of like what you have mm-hmm. in the room that you're in right now. Except for what they did was they built this massive fucking desk alongside the wall and had kind of like a, a divider of, of sorts in the middle of it. And on the left half of it was all PC gaming, right? So it was like set up, like wires hidden, super fucking like it looked like a really, really fucking nice clean setup right, for a nice computer. And, clean. and then on the right side was all like crafting. But it was also like a little bit desk space too, so like Carly could have like half of the room, like or half the, like the length of the wall for crafting and like working on like random things or whatever she wants to do. You know, she's a she likes to craft and like she could use her computer on the desk or whatever too. And then I have mine, so we could literally be in the same room doing things that we like to do, but like you know a shared space that happens to like look really really sleek and nice too. So I I, I like that idea a lot. I think it looked really cool. But other than that, I, I like my setup now. Jess and I had talked about doing like a split desk setup too. And then she realized that she would just be annoyed by me, like making call outs when she's trying to do stuff. Yeah. She might be too, but she could always just put headphones on or something like that. You know, who knows? Yeah. But. but my actual, my ideal way of doing it. So I would want, um, it's kind of like the most basic gamer setup, which it's a tabletop from Ikea. And then like the Alex drawers kind of as the, the main stands for it. I want to do a wall mounted PC. The PC itself or the yeah. monitor? Like the actual, the PC itself. So I want the, the wall mounted PC. Um, I would wall mount my monitors too. And my ideal setup would be, I really like having, uh, I have a 32 inch curved monitor here. I would like to keep that as kind of the main monitor. I have a vertical mon- mounted monitor over here. I would like to have one on both sides for no other reason than just because. But also I, I find it useful for the re- for the for what I use it for anyway, it's useful. Yeah. Um, and it takes up less space than having like two 32 inch monitors mounted next to each other. Um, I would want them mounted on the wall as well on like a swivel mount. Um, and then I think it'd be really cool. I'd like the chair that I have. Obviously I'd love to have a Herman Miller who wouldn't, if you've ever sat in one, it's like the most popular, most expensive ergonomic chair that are out there. They're phenomenal. They're really great. The cheapest one is like 800 bucks autonomous shout out 200 bucks great this chair. chair is from amazon so <laughs> um, it's comfortable and, enough i guess but if you've seen the video of like when jay's two cents put together his like man cave essentially i haven't watched any of like the pc youtubers for quite a while unfortunately i used to really like that content I do too, and I also haven't watched a lot of them in a while. Um, but in his, he did like his man cave, and it's set up where like um, it's a longer room. So essentially, like on this wall, he's got his desk like built kind of coming this way across the short part of the room, um, and then on the long part of the room, he's got a couch, TV, um, and that's kind of the main setup there. And then I would love to have like I'm imagining a bigger room than the ten by ten space that I that I gave you. But me being me, I would also love to have like a golf simulator in there, so that like see that's the like the funny thing too is like when I think about it right, like my my living room is my is like our hangout space, right? Right. So for me to have like a separate room that has like a couch and a TV and everything, I don't know if we'd ever leave the room. 
Because, like, oh, we're going to watch TV and hang out in there? Okay, cool. Like, then what the fuck is my living room for? I don't know. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm really, really excited to start house shopping again, which is, like, probably a little counterintuitive because I, A, hate shopping, and B, uh, I don't know. I'm just, it just doesn't, in general, seem like something that I should be that excited for. But right. we bought this house knowing that we needed a place to live, and we didn't really know, I don't think, what we wanted in a house when we bought this house. It was kind of like, hey, we know we need to buy a house. We're going to buy a house. Like, what do we want? I don't know. But these are some things we, we know we want, but I'm not really sure. Now, I think we have a pretty flushed out idea of exactly what we want in a house. And so right. for us, when we go start house shopping again, it's going to be a little bit easier for us to go, hey, realtor, this is exactly what we want, and we're not going to settle for less. And yeah. so I'm going to have a house that I really, really like, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited to visit there. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully, got a real nice guest room for me. We will. And then Dane can come too at the same time. We'll be all right there. Perfect. Um, Brian left a, a message in the chat asking if we play Rocket League. I used to. I used to play it a lot. I got to champion. Haven't I played, played Rocket it since. League three times, I think, in my life. And I played one time with Tyler. Rest in peace. Good memory of you, my friend. Uh, and I played with him, and he was like, holy crap, you're really bad at this. And I was like, yeah, I am. And then I never played again. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's not. It, it was fun at the time, but I I've since moved on to other gaming ventures. But yeah, I think um, I'm very happy with the house that I bought. I wish I could do a lot more with my house. I wish I could have gotten a lot more house, but I live in Illinois, and it's expensive here. Tell me about it. <laughs> I'm about to go to the most expensive place in the country. So very true. The the good thing though is that I think we're gonna be able to find a house that I think fits our needs because the, the unfortunate thing is I don't think you right now in the market the way that it is I don't think you can find a house that like meets your needs and then leaves you room to like upgrade things like right. you kind of have to like you got to buy what you want otherwise you're gonna wait a while yeah. until you can afford it probably but I'm excited about it I'm ready to buy a house yeah another one I like your house one? though yeah nice house our house is nice i we have loved this house while we've been here there's just a lot of things that we have both realized in living here that we need like, and i think i think that's how we'll be with this house too it's like yeah. there's and there's stuff that right like we knew we weren't getting with this house but it fit enough of the needs yeah. that were that we were very happy with our choice here but like i'd love a basement I'd like a little that, more room. thing is like when, when there's a thing with a house that you buy and you know for a fact that it's, it's, it's completely unfeasible for you to try to add it later, like a basement or like for us in this yeah. house, like one of Carly's biggest complaints is she's, she loves plants and there's not enough natural light in our house. Like it's not that bad yeah. in my opinion, but it's, it, it's not, it doesn't facilitate like a lot of space for her to like have indoor plants. And so you can't really change that. I mean, you uh, you obviously can. Yeah, you can blow out a wall. But you're not going to blow out a bunch of walls and put a bunch of right. windows in. You're probably not going to do that. And so we just need to find a place that has better natural light and everything out there, too. Like, there's things like that that you you really can't accommodate after the fact. So Right. Like, if you just want different cabinets in your kitchen, that's one thing. But, like, structurally changing the house is, is significantly more difficult. Yeah. Like, I could add a second floor if I really wanted more space. <laughs> yeah. Promise you I'm never doing that. <laughs> so... But yeah. All right. Do we hit everything? Did you answer all of the things about your desk? I don't even know if we hit it on. Uh, yeah, that's basically my ideal setup. Uh, I want a $20,000 golf simulator that I can't afford. <laughs> and uh, I just want it to be Dude, a really nice a, fucking room. Get a um, Oculus. Yeah, I don't I've even want to call them out by brand name because I don't like Facebook and I don't like to advertise that I like their product because I do. Um, the thing that I actually hate the most about it is the fact that I have to have a Facebook to use it. 
I already live in Arizona, Brian. Brian just commented in the chat. Uh, that's where I live right now, and I'm about to move to California. But the uh, they have the Top Golf shit on Oculus that you can buy. Yeah, and it is I, actually a lot of fun. I don't yeah. know how realistic it is or whatever because I'm a terrible golfer and I can actually play pr- pretty fine on that simulator, so it's probably not that accurate. But you were you're, you're always you're fine when we went to Top. I have to get drunk. Like you weren't. When I'm sober, I am the shittiest golfer in the world. And then I have two beers and I can swing a little better, I guess. But I was thinking about it. And then we'll get onto your first like official topic. But yeah. I'm thinking about like I always say that I'm a better golfer when I'm sober, but then I think about it and like the longest drives that I've hit in my life were like on the fifteenth hole after we've been doing beer a hole since hole seven. Yeah. I had four shots at the turn. Like I'm standing there, like I don't know, I'm gonna hit this ball, and then I hit it like 330 yards. Like I just absolutely yeah. Sm- yeah. like daddy smacked the ball, and I'm like maybe I am better when I'm drunk. Dude, the thing for me is like you know when I start trying to hit the ball as it's coming out of the the feed tube and fucking top golf that I've I've started to drink. You like I'm I've I've been, I've been drinking a little bit, you know, and that's when I hit the best. Because yeah. I, I don't know if it is like if I don't if I just don't overthink it because I'm trying to like you know time. That's it what I think I is. I'm like I'm not thinking about I'm my just mechanics. Fucking whacking the piss out of those balls, and I have way more fun when I've had a few few drinks. But that's it. Fifty five minutes when your time's about to expire. You're debating adding on another thirty five minutes. Oh. But all right, Kyle, let's get into your first topic of the evening. First official topic, I should say. Uh, first, Brian lives in Arizona. That's crazy. Good to know. Good for you. I love it up in that general vicinity of where you are. I haven't actually been to Goodyear, but uh, I've spent some time in Scottsdale and Phoenix and shit like that. Hopefully you're going to the Waste Management Open next week or next weekend because that's a ton of fun. So if you haven't ever been, uh, go there. Uh, we can talk more about that on this podcast or later if, if you have questions. Even but. even when you move, Kyle, I think we need to make a trip to Arizona for that. We could. Like I will pay. I will go for all four days. That's how. Dude, it's a whole week. Mu- yeah, but it's like, well, four days of the actual tournament. You have like the, yeah. the stuff that happens prior, the pro-am and whatnot. But it's like, the 7th through the 13th, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I've always wanted to go to that tournament. I've always wanted to play that course, and I will before I die. But I'm not good enough to ever play on any professional course. But it is. I don't. I, and honestly, frankly, I don't really give a shit about golf. But it is a lot of fun to go. I'm not that good. For those who know, I'm a nine handicap, which is like I can have a pretty good day, but I'm mostly like mid 80s ish. Like I'm not a spectacular golfer by any means. I think I could be a lot better. I might take lessons this year if I get really bored. Um, and we'll see. Maybe Jakey will be pro in ten years. I don't know. Go on a, you know, go on a pro journey or something. May, probably never gonna happen. But I think it'd be really cool to play. It and I just want, really want to go to that tournament. Golf tournaments are so much more fun than people realize. Yeah, um, I don't like. I said I don't care about golf. But the thing about like the Waste Management Open specifically is that it, they do like fuckloads of just like different non-golf related things. Yeah uh that you can go and hang out in and i can't remember what the whole number is i think it's the 14th or the 16th hole or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it is um but either way there's one that's like called like the party hole and we didn't end up like trying to fight our way into it but oh, yeah, i have hard. heard that it is just an a incredible experience to just go in there and go crazy so yeah i'd want to do that if i want again. i have again never been there but it's always it's i mean it's the most known hole in golf it's the 17th hole Um, they set up the grandstands around the hole. So like people will sit at this hole all day. Every time someone comes up on the tee, it's like the only hole in all of golf where people, they're like trying to get everybody rowdy and get everybody loud. Like it's, it's crazy. It's so much fun. Brian, Um, you can chime in in the chat too. But if you, I don't know if you're from Arizona, if you just moved out here, how long you've been here or whatever, but 
salt river tubing up is so close to him and jake's done that too as well but that's that's up next to you so if you haven't done that you absolutely need to god i love that river it's a i bump. lost my favorite cutoff that i've ever had <laughs> at that river that day dude everybody that comes up here has to lose so i've never lost anything in that river i don't know i how. always come back with everything that, and i've been pretty fucking hammered in that river and i've never lost anything i feel like you were i was def, i was probably the most drunk but i feel like you were pretty yeah. drunk that day too i was yeah not anything like when dane was here my god no i was destroyed when dane was here <laughs> i heard stories yeah it was a good time though. i love that place all but right. all right man we've gotten through your topic we've talked about a million other things so i can uh i can go into my first one which is completely unrelated and way off topic but i thought about this today because i was uh cooking right before we did the podcast uh i want to know oh it's not gross there's nothing gross about that dude are you you have to be from arizona if you think that river's gross because if you've never been in like a Midwest river in your life, oh yeah, the Salt River in Arizona is so much less disgusting than the. Oh yeah, up everything there. in Illinois is so disgusting. Salt Dude, River, so I was to... like, walk. I was like, I didn't care. I was like in the river. I'm walking. I'm like not thinking yeah. about. Like I don't. Yeah. It Dude, was not so the same vibe. The Cedar Midwest River. Rivers. Look, go ahead and look that river up, and uh, that's the river that I grew up on. And the Cedar River is maybe the most disgusting fucking thing on the planet. It's so goddamn gross. Yeah, even just looking at a couple of pictures here. And these are the pictures that are supposed to make it look good. <laughs> yeah, I grew up literally like right next to that river, dude. It's so yep. bad. Uncle Kyle knows the Fox River in Illinois. Fucking disgusting. Dude, yeah, Midwestern and like, you know, Central United States rivers are way worse than the Salt River for sure. But it is a ton of fun. All right, anyway, uh, sidetracked again. I want to know when you're cooking, what is your absolute favorite meal to cook? Just like, hey, this is the thing that like I, I enjoy cooking it because of the experience or the food itself or whatever. Like, talk to us about that. And then I also, as a like, same topic but branching question, is uh, what is the best dupe recipe that you've ever cooked? So like the Ooh. most similar to a restaurant food that you love. That one, that one, I'll have to think about a little bit. Um, my favorite thing to cook is steak. I think that's. I think I've talked about it on here before. I like when you. All steak is good, right? Like mo for the most part, when you cook, except for when you talk to me, when you cook steak, it tur it turns out good, right? But when you cook a steak and you perfect it, I don't think there's a more satisfying cooking experience than like perfectly nailing the steak the way that you want it cooked. I think that's that's number one for me. And then like if I'm making sides, I'm super basic with my sides. But if I'm going to be like a little fancy, I'll do like a nice cheesy garlic mashed potato, maybe some bacon wrapped asparagus if I'm feeling really wild. But <laughs> let's be real. Most of the time I make like just basic like mashed potatoes and then I'll make like a can of baked beans because I'm just a white trash middle of Illinois boy. Um, <laughs> See, I didn't eat baked beans. I honestly don't think I, I tried baked beans until I was an adult. Uh, and I definitely didn't enjoy them until very recently in life. I, I loved baked beans. Love them. I do. I could eat them with every single meal and never get tired of them. Carly just threw the throwback out there, by the way. She was definitely the one that sent me the shit about the joint room with the half craft room, half office, because she sent me the pictures of it. It actually is. I still like the setup. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. And then I really have to think about like the best. Go dupe you can do that. I'll, I'll talk about my favorite food to yeah. cook, and then we can we can go into dupes. I also, I secured us a guest for next week, so nice i'm texting somebody better right now but he wants to come and hang out with us and join perfect all right anyway so spoiler alert for the next 
for anybody that's listening right now. We'll have a guest next week. <laughs> uh, all right. So my favorite food to cook is biscuits and gravy. Why? Because I think I fucking cook the best biscuits and gravy ever. Your biscuits fucking, and gravy were really fucking good. I, I love lie. biscuits and gravy in general. Like it's one of my favorite breakfast foods, or it maybe even like all time foods, I guess. But I also think that, and, and honestly, to be to be upfront about it, I make the gravy itself. Like I make good gravy, and yeah. then usually we either make pre made biscuits, or Carly will make homemade biscuits, which are also really good. So I don't do the biscuits well, so that's not the part that I enjoy. But the gravy, mm, and I can thank my grandma for it because. Thankfully, honestly, it's, it's Carly's contribution to the recipe is that when I was growing up, my grandma and my grandpa always made hamburger gravy. Uh, I don't know if like anybody has ever had hamburger gravy or if that's normal or whatever. I, have, I don't fucking yeah. know. Anyway, they always made that, and I think it's just because it was convenient. And so that's what I was always used to making or eating or whatever, which was normal to me, and it tasted good. But then Carly was like, why don't you just use sausage? And so yeah, I started okay. making it with sausage gravy, and I was like, oh, this is really delicious. And then it turned into hot sausage gravy, and I fucking love it so much more. It's so good. Yeah. You're, I had it when we were out there. I consider myself to be a biscuits and gravy aficionado. <laughs> shit on a shingle, that's right, it's man. Like, that's what my grandpa yes, always called it, yeah. Yes, sir. Well, shit on a shingle is different. Shit, shit on a shingle for us is like any meat mixed with gravy on top of a piece of toast. So that's what my grandpa would do, though, is he'd make hamburger gravy, right, for like biscuits yeah. and gravy. And then whatever the leftover gravy was, he'd use it on toast. Yeah. And that's what that was his shit on a shingle. We've done it with toast, uh, like hamburger and toast. We've done it with uh, turkey, like leftover Thanksgiving turkey. Throw that in the gravy. Um, we've done a lot of things. Um, I love okay. That's so my favorite food. Sure. The, the best dupe recipe that I have cooked to date, um, I've done a lot of like chipotle dupes. And I think they turn out better than Chipotle. Um, not that I think Chipotle is bad. You know I love Chipotle. So I know do you, you think don't that, like Chipotle. Do you think that makes it like a dupe then, though, or is it just a different recipe? Because if it doesn't taste like identical to the food, right? Like if it's not like a true duplicate of the food, is it a dupe no. or is it just a really good recipe? It's a it's a dupe. It's it's very similar to the exact recipe that they use, but I think it tastes better because you know how you like it. Like okay. Chipotle cooks their steak well done. And they, sure, yeah. and they use sirloin steak. I use a different cut of steak and I cook it like a medium rare. Sure. So I still consider it a dupe. Like with their chicken, they use chicken breast. I use you chicken like thighs. You like to cook your chicken medium rare? No, I, I cook my chicken. <laughs> Especially after I had salmonella last week, which is why you didn't get an episode last week, people. I cook my chicken. Um, but I use chicken thighs instead of chicken breast. I think it just has a better flavor. Like chicken thighs, yeah. Chicken thighs are so good. Very underrated. Um, so like I changed the recipe a few ways like that, but it's a lot of the exact same ingredients. It's a lot of the exact same recipes, but I think just when you cook it yourself, it's more satisfying and it tastes a little, even though you can get really fresh food at Chipotle, like it's Quality more ingredients and shit like, like that. Yeah. When you make it and then you eat it two minutes later, like it just tastes more fresh. Plus like with the with the rice like i like it when the rice is a little bit more citrusy so i can add a little bit more lime to it than they do in the yeah. restaurant like just stuff like like little tweaks like that i still consider it a dupe but it's probably yeah. like homemade chipotle bowls the sad thing is honestly that i feel like most of the time even if mine is like perfectly fresh right and like with great ingredients and everything like that i feel like i usually make food that's worse than restaurants which is always what disappoints me like i try to like for example if i'm like craving a burger but in my brain is like a five guys burger. And then I make my burger and I'm like, God damn, I just really wanted a fucking five guys burger. And like, you have that taste in your mind. 
I get you're like, that. This doesn't taste the same. Whatever it is, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what their recipe is. I've honestly it's, never looked up a dupe to like mixed meats or anything like that with them. But it's more either. butter, more salt, more probably. But it fucking tastes more. better. Yeah, you know what I mean. But also, so, I think th- I think ting- things taste better when you make them. But I also think things taste better when somebody else makes them. <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense. When you make it, you have like a you get like the satisfaction. <laughs> of it but also like uh, when somebody just that. makes you food and gives it to you you're like oh thank you i take food now it's probably like, a real burden for the two of us but both of us hate cooking we hate it yeah carly and i we both hate cooking i like cooking thankfully so for me, because otherwise we'd be in the same boat yeah for me there's no like satisfaction in i did this it's like huh. does it taste good or does it not it doesn't taste like what i wanted it like, taste like I, no i made dinner yes. tonight i made <laughs> I'm trying to be healthy. So we had ground turkey and we made like, I made my own taco seasoning and we yeah. had like ground turkey tacos and burritos for dinner. And it was delicious. Your own taco seasoning is surprisingly easier than it should be. Like you should not buy taco seasoning. Yeah. No, that, it's, in your house. it's cumin, paprika, chili powder, onion powder, garlic powder, salt, pepper. Like that. Cause I say that and I always buy taco seasoning, but I like, yeah. I know how easy it is. Like it, I, yeah. I should just stop. Yeah. It's, and it's not even like you need to measure it well. Like just, cover meat in seasoning and a lot and of it's it like again. the cumin like you get a, yeah. most of your like traditional what you'd expect is like it's probably... cumin and chili powder yeah. yeah if you just season it with that it would taste just like the, t- the packets yeah. from the store yep that's like jess also buys like the um the pre-made or the uh like the gravy packets and yeah. i'm like babe it's flour vegetable oil to be fair milk gravy without like a, a substance in it like if you don't like it have like a, a meat in your gravy you can really fuck up gravy because like we've done thanksgivings before where yeah. we try to make like a fresh gravy or whatever with like like a flour-based gravy and if you like slightly overcook it yeah or, like, if you, you don't make it up roux, with the flour right? stuff yeah. or whatever yeah the roux specifically is like fucking a man and that pisses yeah. you the fuck off and you're you, like, god no, damn it i, I just gone to the store and bought i get gravy. that that part i do get i i can see that yeah gravy can be a pain in the ass Uncle Kyle misses yeah. uh, Chipotle's cal- uh, cauliflower rice. I had yeah, it one time. Dude. I didn't think it was bad, but I think it was great. But I know you really liked it, Uncle Kyle. I've had Chipotle probably less than 12 times in my life. I, I hate think Chipotle. I had it 12 times a I hate week Chipotle in because I love Poncheros. We've talked about this before. Probably don't need to go into the debate again. Poncheros is mo' better. Uh, Brian can probably chime in in the chat. I don't know if he's still in the chat, but Brian... At one point in time, you had a Poncheros that was right next to you. And so if you had any experience with that, feel free to chime in the chat. But Poncheros is so much better than Chipotle. God. It just be that way sometimes. It do be that way sometimes. But anyway, don't like cooking. So I don't get that unique experience. In fact, right now I'm craving a fucking Five Guys burger because I talked about it. And I know for a fact if I tried to make one myself, it would just disappoint me. So I'm going to probably end up having to get Five Guys. (laughs) Get a job at Five Guys for a week to learn how to make Figure a burger. Like, yeah. What seasoning do you put in this meat? Oh, okay. Sweet. I quit. Uh, all right. What's your but dupe recipe? My dupe. My favorite dupe. I'm... You probably do know because Carly hates it and it is my favorite thing in the fucking world. Not really, but it's one of my favorite things. I love the Olive Garden Zupa Soup dupe that we use. Olive Garden Zupa Soup. I don't even know when or why i ever tried it to begin with but i loved that soup and one day carly was like we can just make that like there is no complex yeah. ingredient in that soup why don't we just make it and i was like i don't know how to make it she's like just look up a recipe and i was like nah, i'm good 
Well, then she did, and she found a dupe and made it, and it was like, holy fuck, this tastes exactly the same as Olive Garden Zupa, which is also funny because if you actually, like, Google, like, Olive Garden Zupa dupe, and you probably made, like, any of them on the list, (laughs) it's probably all, like, the same recipe. Like, because I realized just how simple that recipe was when I made it for the first time, but it, it is delicious. You can make it at home. You can make it with, like you said, like better ingredients if you really want to, and it's just it's fucking delicious. Love I just it. thought of I just thought of a better dupe that I've made in my life. Let's hear it. I made my at, at home. I made McDonald's McGriddles. Oh yeah, and they were so much better than they were in the store. But they're really? also they're just really easy to make. Um, but McGriddles are like a weird concept, but. I don't hate them. Like I, I don't crave McGriddles. Like, have I had it before? Yeah, it was a good. Oh, I crave yeah, it was them. pretty good. But they're my McGriddles. like they're my hungover food. For like, me, it's a sausage uh, McMuffin with cheese, and you put a hash brown inside the sausage McMuffin. And you that's eat what it that way. That's my hangover food. That's what I did when I made the dupes. Yeah. I made so my own hash browns for them too. But um, shout out to uh, Joshua Weissman. He's a YouTuber. You've probably heard of him. He's got like 5.7 million subscribers, but he does a lot of like, I think his, the series is called like, but cheaper. So he'll make like Panda Express orange chicken, but cheaper, but it's also, it also tastes better. Don't, no, I don't believe that. You just lost me. This guy lost all credibility on the first step of what you just said. I, maybe it's, I'm combining two series. I do not believe that he makes Panda Express orange chicken better than Panda Express. In fact, I just had this conversation maybe, recently. Maybe he does Because there's but a place him, that I like, orange chicken, and I was told that nobody could ever beat Panda Express, and I don't totally agree. I'm fully confident Disagree. that places could beat Panda Express. Panda Express is like the OG, man. It's so fucking It good. is. I love Panda. I'll never... I love Chinese food. I love Panda Express, though. People talk shit about Panda Express a lot, but as long as you're getting orange chicken, and honestly, Beijing beef. If you get orange chicken and Beijing beef... Their teriyaki so chicken is slept on. I've still never tried it. it. I actually don't think it's slept on. I see people ordering that shit all the time. I just never. But it's like nobody thinks of it. Like everybody thinks of the honey walnut shrimp. Everybody thinks of Beijing beef. Everybody thinks of orange chicken. I think it probably is a little healthier too. Yeah, it's just grilled chicken, and then they have teriyaki sauce. So it must be the sauce that everybody really likes because I'm pretty sure they barely even season that fucking chicken breast. (laughs) Theirs is like a more Americanized teriyaki, so it's like sweeter, but it's still it's still really good. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually roll this into another topic that has to do with cooking, since it it kind of rolls perfectly in it. Chat with me. What are a few things that you wish you could cook better, but for whatever reason you either haven't taken the time to learn how to do it, or when you do try it, it doesn't turn out the way that you think it's going to? Uh, The simple answer for me is basically fucking everything. I don't I don't even try to disguise the fact that I'm not a very good cook. I think I have a select few things. Like I grew up on like your standard. I don't know. I almost just like called them poverty meals. I don't know if that's like I call it the Midwest diet. Yeah, but like I grew up on like spaghetti, like ground beef tacos and biscuits and gravy, like you know, like that kind of shit. Where it was that's a Midwest upbringing. And I think those things I am okay at cooking. Like I think I'm okay at making those things. But I think pretty much everything else I'm 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 not very good at. Um, If I follow a recipe, could I do it? Sure, but my my. And I don't mean to change your topic on you, but I think my problem is like, it's less of what can I cook better. It's more of like, what do I wish that I had the taste palette for? Because I have such yeah. a boring ass taste palette. Same. And so it makes me wish that like, you know, I liked 
so like for example i i when i was a kid and i i grew up i loved watching cooking shows and now still like i love gordon ramsay grams gordon ramsay's the fucking homie and so when i watch his shit i'm like god damn that looks so good and i wish that maybe i could cook that but also like i know i would never like it yeah and so it's it's so hard to like try to expand your cooking palette when your taste palette is so limited i think the thing for me is i'm so when i see somebody cook something even something that i would like i taste it before i cook it and i know that i can't get it to taste the way i imagine it's gonna taste yeah like even like i saw this tiktok of this guy who just made like this honey garlic chicken like it's super easy to make it's like eight total ingredients like i can do that that's not hard yeah but just like i know it's not gonna taste the way that it looks like it's gonna taste Dude, when i do it that that's a fair point so like for me right like in general i would say chicken yeah and chicken's hard is one of the big things for me with chicken is it's not not even like the complexity of it it's the fact that i'm always afraid i'm gonna undercook it which means i usually always overcook, overcook it. it i do the same thing I overcook chicken almost all the time and i'm also like the older I get for whatever it is, and like I think Carly and I are both like this. The older we get, the less we like chicken. Oh, I love whatever chicken. reason. I'm just like slowly not liking chicken more and more and more. I'll like, never I just, not like chicken. Switch the tr- switch the thighs, my guy. I, I don't. Uh, you know I'm weird about bones too. Like my <laughs> I'm like a boneless, skinless chicken thighs, my guy. I don't know, dude. Like Costco, I, they're chicken, prepackaged for like portions are prepackaged, nice and easy. But yeah, I think. Uh, I guess one thing and like to be to go kind of off with what you were saying too earlier is like maybe like a steak if I was better because I think when I try to cook a steak and sometimes it's okay but I've never made a steak that I was like this is restaurant quality you know what I mean like I would always rather get a restaurant steak than cook it myself I wouldn't I would more I would most of the time rather cook my own steaks one because I know it's cheaper I know how much of an upcharge I'm paying at a restaurant, but two, like, I know what I like. Um, Plus, I eat, like, sirloin, so they're not that expensive anyway. Yeah. I'm also disappointed. I don't, I didn't cook you guys my best steaks, and I never don't think about that. I'm going to be honest. I think the Texas Roadhouse sirloin is maybe one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. You can't fuck up a sirloin. Yeah, but I love Texas Roadhouse sirloin. Texas Roadhouse is probably the most overrated of the like steak restaurant chains in my opinion. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? Like most people like want like try to brag up their like T bones or whatever the fuck. I'm like, I don't give a shit about any of those fancy steaks. I I want their cheapest ass steak because it's tender and it's good. They get the temperature wrong all the time, yeah. True. Um so there's a there's a few things that I wish I could cook better. Um most of them are like honestly like more sides than they are entrees like mac and cheese i've had some bomb mac and cheeses and i just for whatever reason i can't replicate it um i've tried to make my own like um like i don't know what's it called i'm blanking on the name now it's a casserole how is a casserole going to be one of the dishes that you want to improve the most i feel like casseroles are the easiest I fuck them up. I don't know what I do, but I do something wrong, and they never. Casserole taste right. is such a fucking Midwestern thing too to like want to be better at. Be like, I oh, I really want to make this casserole for my. Fucking it's like family this. Christmas party. It's this like cheesy potato casserole. My fa- my aunts always make yeah. it, and I when I when I whenever I try and do it, I fuck something up, and it doesn't taste right. Dude, speak of the devil. If anybody's familiar with the area that you know, the southwestern United States and Hatch Green Chilies and how popular they are, 
Carly made a hatch green chili corn chowder the other night. It was actually really fucking good. I hate corn, so... Um, oh, God. You're, oh, you're the worst. I hate you. <laughs> can't help it. You um, can't hate corn as an Iowan. Definitely not. So You shouldn't have that, Illinoisan either. Yeah, probably shouldn't. Um, but I do... um and then probably if there's one other thing that i think i or i wish i could cook better i wish i could cook more like unique dishes like just in general like everything i do is super basic like and that's just again i have a very plain palette i wish i had the creative i wish i had the creativity like we were talking to somebody when we were at the winery the other night and they're like my meals are mostly just whatever i have and i just throw a bunch of shit together and it turns out pretty good i'm like i can't yeah. i don't have the brain for that yeah yeah i'm like salt, it's either something pepper, that i already garlic. know how to cook or a recipe yeah yeah and if i like try and throw something together it's like <laughs> i'm making like i have the stuff to make a pizza and yeah. i threw some chicken on it and i used barbecue yeah. sauce instead yeah, yeah, of bread yeah. like yeah. it's something just basic like that like i don't have the creativity that some of these people I don't either. yeah i'm not that creative in general so creativity with food is no shocker to me that i don't have it you're a pretty creative guy i don't know that that's true came up with some creative insults a, a time or two <laughs> i don't know i don't know if shit talking counts in the creativity room i think it does but yeah i uh I agree, man. Like, I just, I'm not a very good cook, dude. So I think if, if I could approve, I, I think I, maybe that's the better thing is maybe I wish I could enjoy it. Like seafood, for example, is like the, the bigger thing for me. Like I understand the health benefits of seafood and I understand like the cuisine benefits of just like being able to cook and enjoy seafood, but I hate it. I love. I hate seafood. it conceptually. I hate it in practice. I hate the smell of it. I hate the texture of it. I don't like the taste of it. Like seafood is actually probably, like seafood is actually probably one of the things I cook better than than a lot of other things i make a mean honey garlic salmon yeah i don't like seafood at all like almost none it's like weird calamari, that I'm, which is weird it's weird that i'm confident making honey garlic salmon but i'm afraid i'm gonna fuck up honey garlic chicken like chicken's a bitch man chicken is a bitch and it can also fucking poison the shit out of you and make you sick as fuck so i mean so can fish yeah probably true <laughs> i don't eat fish so i don't know <laughs> all right kyle Wrap us up. What is the last topic of the evening? We could probably knock this out pretty quick, so it's a good good topic. I want to know what your best and worst birthday experiences are. Ooh. Best birthday you've ever had, worst birthday you've ever had. Uh, the worst birthday I've ever had is super easy. It's the one where I had the stomach flu and couldn't do anything prior to or after my birthday because I was sick for a week. And then by the time that it was like... Everybody just kind of forgot it was my birthday, like three days after it was my birthday. So like my family didn't even really celebrate, like didn't have a, this was when I was like 13, didn't have a birthday party. Like this when birthday parties are still a thing for like kids. And so I didn't have like friends over or anything like that. So that was, that one was easy. Like my worst experience. I got to think about my best. My worst by far was in uh it's funny because i don't remember exactly what age i was but i'll never forget it but same thing right like i was young i think i was like nine i think it was like my ninth birthday and we were there was this little shitty trashy place by where i grew up where they had go-karts it was like a fun center yeah i can't remember what the fuck it was called um insert town name fun center there right anyway whatever it was they had go-karts they had batting cages all that kind of shit right well 
I'd been there a bunch of times in my life, but like most of the times I'd done like mini golf or go karts or uh, mini golf or like batting cages or whatever. Well, there was a height requirement for you to be able to do the go kart by yourself. So anytime I had done it in the past, it always been like with my parents, right? And you know, like, on the little go kart track, and I loved it. And I thought it was the best thing in the world, right? Well, this is my first birthday, where I'm like, I can do it. I can ride this thing by myself, right? Well, I was short as shit for my whole life, so this is like a miracle for me that I think I can finally meet the height requirement to ride a go kart by myself. And so I'm stoked. Well, my mom got me these fucking ridiculous. So he, this is when Heelys were popular. If you remember Heelys, yeah. I, I, do I remember Heelys? And so I'm it was before my parents. Right now. My parents, yeah, they're actually rare now, which is, I think people have tried to acquire them. I also wear a size 12, and I think they only made them <laughs> up to a 12, so like my size is even rare. Yeah, maybe so. But anyway, before my parents could afford Heelys, my mom found, she went, she, like, my family has always like loved garage sales. My mom went to a garage that I wish I had a picture of these shoes because you would die just looking at them. Maybe I could find something similar to them on the internet. My mom bought a pair of roller skate tennis shoes, not Heelys. They were shoes that you could take out and insert the wheels into from like, I don't know if they were eighties or nineties or what, but she found them at a garage sale and they were, they looked like platform shoes because they had to have room to pull in, pull these wheels in and out of. Right. I'm looking at them right now. And they had fucking flames on the side of them. That's, that's fucking (laughs) sick flame shoes like high top flame shoes that you could put these wheels in and out of and they were so fucking sketchy but they were like these are amazing my mom knew that i wanted heelys and so she was like oh i got you these uh, garage sales <laughs> because of the next best thing and bless her my like my mom tried like she couldn't afford heelys they were like 130 dollars shoes at the yeah. time, right? which is fucking absurd like i would never have expected her to buy me this but i eventually did get a pair they're the best thing ever anyway so I get these, like, platform-style shoes, right, that you can put these fucking wheels in. Well, they make me have, like, an extra inch of height, so I'm like, hell yeah, I'm definitely riding these motherfucking go-karts this time. Like, I'm in it. And so I'm, I'm, for whatever reason, like, I think I had done batting cages first. Or or whatever. Or maybe I just didn't get in line fast enough. But this birthday party, I had, like, maybe 20 people with me, right? And you could only do, like, five or six people on a track at the time. Yeah. And so... The first five people got in line, and I was the next. I was the the first in line for the second round of go-karts. Well, in the first line, it's, like, my brothers and his friends, or, like, my brother, one of my brothers and his friends, and one of his fucking friends ran into the wall of the track on purpose, and he gets a warning, and they're like, knock that shit off, or you guys are done. And then he fucking whips around the track, he's driving around, and then he just does it again. He's fucking rams into somebody and goes into the wall of the track, and they're like, you guys are all done. Shut down. Go karts. Not not applicable for your party. And so Ooh. I'm sitting there as the next person in line to go on my fucking birthday on the first time I'm ever going to be able to ride these go karts, and they shut it down. Couldn't ride it. Straight up said no fucking way. I was like, you, you really hate to see it. And they had just measured me too, and I had cleared the height test to be able to ride this go kart by myself. So I was so ready. And they're like, get out of here, leave. That, that's fucked, right? <laughs> that's the worst person I've ever had. Oh, fucking man. Asshole. Bad birthdays suck, but great birthdays are great. And I acted like I had to think about it, but like 100% the best birthday I've ever had was the one I, like last year, the one that we got to spend with you guys. Fuck yeah, buddy. And like just everything, like Arizona won. Spending a birthday in Arizona is just a million times better than spending it in Illinois. That's probably true. And like spending it with like your closest friends at the time. Hmm. And it's not anymore, apparently. It's still, (laughs) 
You know what I mean? I'm like comparing it to like yeah. you guys were closer friends with me at that time oh. than any of my other friends had been at my previous birthday. That's what I'm saying when I say that. But also like you guys put in more of an effort for that's my birthday. Yeah. I try to put but, in effort, but that's a Carly thing. I can praise her for that. But she both makes birthday special. Like yeah. you guys went, you guys knew that I love donuts. So you went and got donuts. That's a Carly you thing. Asked, what my favorite cake was. So you went and got my favorite cake. Like I woke up to donuts, champagne to start drinking mimosas yeah, yeah, right in the yeah. morning. Like absolutely man. Like Carly, hands, so that just, is like Carly's specialty is making experiences special for other people, I think. Honestly, like that's her specialty in life. And that's uh, not a ten agree. She did the same thing for Dane when he came to you. She's like, What do you need? What can I make this experience better for? And it's not like you just show up to somebody's house and you you know, you're like, Oh hey, nice to see you and let me go settle into my space. It's like nice to see you here's everything that you asked me for and everything that you could have possibly yeah. wanted it, yeah she's a great host it's awesome 100 uh, percent. like and when i i even said it when we were there i was like this is like the most effort that anybody's ever put into my birthday like yeah. no knock to my family no knock to my wife nothing like that <laughs> but it was just like it was a different level like and people do birthdays different right like when I grew up, my parents were really into birthdays, but some people aren't. And so some people yeah. like are, are, they grow up and your birthday's experience is like, Hey, happy birthday, man. Here's $10 or whatever, you know, like not everybody gets the full on experience. So I think that's part of the reason why she does what she does too, to be like, Hey, you never got this full thing. You're going to get it now. Get ready. Yeah. Here's a full experience. Like y'all had the balloons, like y'all right. were, y'all went all out. out. And I just, I, I haven't had another experience like that. Like, with my family, like, not, like, again, not that they ever did a bad job. Like, whatever I wanted to do for my birthday, I was always able to do. But it was, like, I don't want to say unexpected because, like, I kind of picked up on what was going on. Yeah. But it was just, like, we woke up at, like, 7.30 in the morning. Like, y'all got up at, like, 6 a.m. to go get us, like, go get fucking <laughs> cake and, and donuts. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's part like, of it. And it, well, and... It was the cake also, like, you didn't get the cake right away. You you tried to get it prior but couldn't. So, like, yeah. when I was drunk at 2 in the afternoon and went to take a nap, I woke up to cake being there. <laughs> and then, like, it was like, Jake, what do you want to do today? Like, what do yeah, you want to do for dinner? Day, man. Like, yeah. even in my life, like, just, I never got that. Like, my, I was like, I, like, I want to do this for dinner. My parents were always like, how about pizza? You guys want to order some pizzas? <laughs> you sure you don't want pizza for your birthday? Yeah, like obviously yeah. getting just ordering pizzas is cheaper than taking twenty kids to a Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, dude, it's like the wrong, stupidest but... shit ever. But I remember like my mom took birthdays pretty seriously too. My mom tried to make birthdays really special as well. And I, I like one of my like most vivid memories for birthdays when I was growing up is like my mom always did streamers. So like I would she and she always did it the same way. Right. So like I would be sleeping and I would wake up and while I was sleeping, my mom, I don't know if she got up early or stayed up late. I don't know how she did it. I still, I've never asked, but she would put streamers in the doorway of your room. So like I would wake up and you'd walk through streamers and then the kitchen, which is like kind of like where you'd walk out of my room into like you go in the hallway and the right down the hall was the kitchen. Right. So right. I'd walk out into the kitchen. And the kitchen was just full of fucking streamers on the ceiling. So like there's just streamers everywhere for my birthday. And I think that was like one of the coolest things ever when I was a kid. Yeah, my parents didn't do shit like that. Uh, the first time I even remember like getting like balloons or anything for somebody's birthday in my family was when my brother turned 16. I went to the store and got like princess sweet 16 balloons. <laughs> yeah. Which, was, which wasn't even like my mom was basically just like, go get balloons for your brother. I want to like do balloons for his birthday for whatever reason. And I saw those balloons and I was like, 
I mean, I have to. Like, I, he's turning 16. I have to yeah. get him the, like, yeah. Pretty Princess Sweet 16 yeah. balloons. And he loved it. And he thought it was hilarious. And, but yeah, like, you guys just, like, put so much effort into my birthday. And, like, you absolutely didn't have to. Like, we could have just did what we did every other day that we were there. And that would have been enough. But you guys, like, yeah. put in such another level, level of effort that's, like, Jess has got to step her game up to match y'all, is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, my uh, my mom, too, and, like, this, is, this isn't this is what I'm saying is my favorite one ever, but I, it's a very vivid memory of, of mine. Like, my mom would go all out, right? And, like, I loved Elvis when I was a kid for whatever reason. I was really in, into Elvis. And so my mom hired a fucking friend of hers that was an Elvis impersonator to come to my fucking birthday. So I had Elvis at my fucking birthday. And my mom, for that birthday, got me this, like, uh, it was a piano thing that you put on the ground and like played with your like like you walked on it and it would make piano sounds or whatever you, yeah. know, you know what I mean. Yep. And so she bought one of those and like Elvis impersonator guy was like playing piano on the ground with me. He was like Jesus Christ, my mom went all the fuck out for that birthday. That was a good one though. But I think my favorite of all time, honestly, is um, in my recent memory or like one of the most vivid memories I have is Carly set it up so that we could go to which again ever since I've met her my birthdays have all been awesome because she goes all out for every single one of my birthdays. But um, she wanted to, we had never been really, like, honestly, on a vacation. I don't, I don't even know if we'd been on, like, a good vacation together other than PCD, which was a shit show. Um, but we hadn't, like, gone anywhere for a while. And, like, we were about to, like, have, it was going to be a while before we were going to be able to go anywhere. So for my birthday that year, she's like, hey, we're going to go to Colorado. Because I had always wanted to go there. She'd always wanted to go there. And we're like, we're just we're just going to go. She's like, that's mm-hmm. what we're doing for your birthday. I'm taking you to Colorado. I'm like, okay. And so it was a 12-hour drive from where I lived. But we drove out to Colorado. And all we literally did to prepare for this, because we were both broke at the time, is we found somebody that we could borrow a tent from. And I don't even remember. If, I think we had to like borrow some winter clothes. Like some additional clothes, because we knew it was going to be cold. Maybe right. not. I don't remember for sure. But we drive out there. It's 12 hours, right? And we knew we only had a weekend, because we both worked during the week. So we left on like a Friday and we had to come back on like either late Sunday or early Monday. And maybe we took like one day off, but either way, it was a weekend to Colorado for my birthday. Drive the fuck out there 12 hours. We didn't book a hotel. We were too broke. So what we did was we get to, we went to Breckenridge. We get there. And the first thing that we do when we get into Breckenridge is we go to this beer festival that they're having. Well, we didn't like take into account the fact that we'd never been at elevation before in our entire lives. We both grew up in Iowa. And so when you start drinking at altitude and you've never drank before, we had like the cup for this was literally this big. Like it was like a one ounce cup. Yeah. We got to tasting for hammered immediately. Just fucking hammered. And so we're like, fuck, we can't drive. So we ended up just having to sit at this festival for a while, like half asleep in like these lawn chairs that we found <laughs> so that we could sober up before we could leave. But we were just, just tanked at this beer festival. But it was, we had a fun there. It was a lot of really good beer. It was the first time we'd ever done anything like that either. And then after that, we're like, all right, let's go find a place that we're going to camp out because we brought this tent with us. And so what we did was we ended up just driving. We found a mountain. And we were like, I don't know if you can camp here or not, but there's, like, cars here, so we, you, probably, you probably can. So we just literally walked to the side of this mountain, like, like into the trees a little bit, and threw up a tent, and we slept on the side of a mountain. It, it was Solid. fucking awesome. We woke up in the morning. We climbed that mountain, which, again, if you've never been at altitude in your life and you've never climbed a mountain in your life and you think you can just go do it, the answer is probably don't or like do something like to practice and get ready for that. We were like halfway up this mountain and both of us are like huffing and puffing. And these guys were coming down and they're like, Oh, like, Hey guys, how's it going? Like, is this your first time like climbing? Like are you getting up there? And we're like, 
yeah, uh, we've never climbed a mountain before. And they're like, oh, shit, you picked a good one to climb, I guess, because it was like a fucking huge mountain. And they're like, you know, like, how long did you have to acclimate before you got? And we're like, oh, we just got here yesterday. And they're like, are you guys out of your fucking minds? <laughs> like, you're fucking insane. But we end up, uh, we made it all the way up. We get to the top of this mountain. And the coolest thing, the reason we picked this one is when you when you get up there is there was a lake on the top of this mountain. So, like, you climbed up, and when you get there, it's literally like uh, like a uh, kind of like this like it's a little bit sparsely populated with trees but there's like some trees on these like little hillish areas at the top yeah. of this mountain and there's this huge lake and so we brought a hammock with us and strung it up and carly just passed out in the hammock on this lake side but we're literally at a lake on the top of a fucking mountain on my birth it was just it was an incredible experience oh and yeah we, we made the most out of those three days in, in in colorado that we could i think that was definitely the, the best one that i've had it was fucking awesome yeah that sounds awesome Damn. Makes my story seem not as cool. Doing our dynasty draft on my last birthday was good too. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. Let's do it again. Another one? Start it? Do it again. Start it? No, no, no. no. I'm in two right now. Just took over an orphan. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. It's the off season. You'll pick up a few more. No. But all right. uh, I'm going to close this one out by first rating this beer. It was pretty good. Um, It wasn't like something I'm going to crave either, but it, it was a good beer. I would. Uh, drink it if it was around uh, i give it a 6.3 and it was pretty good that's all i got to say about the beer what was I, give mine, I give mine a 6.2 a little bit better than the other one but again just like this is this is much better um it's like a more traditional stout it's like not mm. a flavored stout it is sure. just an oatmeal stout yeah. and they're just calling oatmeal out stouts generally are not added flavor yeah there's nothing spectacular about it but if you're like craving a stout it's a really solid representation of what the beer is nice all right sweet that's gonna do it for on the uh the 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 do it for us on this episode of the two average husbands you can find us on the social medias at number two abg husbands for the most part you can find us on facebook at just looking up uh two average husbands spelled out uh you can also look at our link tree not LinkedIn, because that's what I tried to say one time, and I, I'm going to fuck it up, I know, again sometime. But you can look at our link tree, and it has all of our links available on the social medias as well. Uh, follow us there, tweet at us, message us, hang out on the podcast with us, come be a guest sometime, do whatever you guys want to do, come join us. Uh, also, you can look at our personals at Perry underscore FF for Jake, now that he is a fantasy football aficionado and writes his articles and is uh, an expert in the field. And I am at Kyle and Herson, H-E-R-son, spelled out. Uh, and you can follow me and talk to me as well. I don't have that many followers because I don't have that much of a social media presence and I don't try that hard. <laughs> but you can feel free to add me on there as well. But that's all I've got. Thanks for joining us. Over to Jake to close us out. Yes, as Kyle said, thank everybody. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, whether you're listening on YouTube or once I start getting better at uploading to Spotify and yeah, yeah. Uh, iTunes and maybe Amazon here rather shortly. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Why not? What do you have to lose? Um, we're going to get better about posting on social media. We're going to post our beer list here soon. Um, yeah. To kind of want to hear some of your opinions on what we think about different beers, if you had them as well. Um, we're always open to suggestions as well. So if you have any beers you want to see us try or want to hear us talk about, we'll de- we're definitely open to do that as well. Yeah, as long as um, we can get them. But like Kyle said, make sure you check out all the socials. Make sure you listen and like the podcast and we will see you all next week with whatever special guest kyle has planned for us got a guest and don't forget to tell somebody you love them peace